0: This is To The Point, a rhino experience, voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts, cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point.
1: Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Cristiano, the host of To The Point Home Services Podcast, and I am incredibly excited today to have Mr. Walter Bond on the podcast. If you don't know who Walter Bond is, you're about to find out. And if you know who Walter Bond is, then you already know. Because it's going to be a banger of an episode. And uh, let me just share a little bit, too, about you. Because it is a, uh, what time was it, when's this podcast rolling out? Is it rolling out in the beginning of the year? Second week of the year? Perfect. So you should be already excited about, you know, this year ahead of you and all the things you get to accomplish. And in the trades, it might look a little different than the previous couple of years because COVID, in a sense, was very, very, very... Uh, impactful in a positive way into this essential businesses. That is you, you, the listener, you know, we've had a lot of great years. So now you have to really think like, like yeah, you really think through like, what is your next level going to be for you? What does that even mean? And, uh, and I've listened to, to Walter talk about his next level mindset and that's just a piece of the things that we'll touch on. But let me just give you a little bit of, uh, a little bit of background on my guest, Walter Bond, um, NBA player turned business coach and business leader, best-selling author, which by the way, got the book, read the notes on the book. Now I got to read the book. Okay. So I got to do a little bit of prep there. Uh, selling author, keynote hall of famer, man. Like you've been doing this for a minute. You've been doing some of the, some keynote speeches for a hot minute. I want to say it's like 20 plus years or something along those lines, but one of the top motivational speakers in the world, but more importantly, husband for what? I think like 30 years to Antoinette, you've been married Walter, somewhere around that year, somewhere around that range. Jeez. 29. 29 years. And you got three three kids in the 20s, right? So they're not even really kids, three adult children, like I think in the 20s range, right? Yes, right,
0: 20.
1: All at the same time. 20 plus. Trying to manage all that at the same time. <laughs> you did it. You're doing all right. But, hey, I heard something. Hey, it's a lot. I'm still here. You're still, you're still going, and you're still motivating. I, I, uh, I thought I heard something on one of your podcasts that said uh, – you know, I'm trying to look for some similarities. You know, in, in anything in our paths. I mean, I think you're from the Chicago area. I'm from Indiana originally, um, but where I'm from is probably much right. more like your dad. Like your dad used to think you say he's a country boy from Tennessee, right?
0: Country boy. Sorry. Are you a Hoosier or a Boilermaker? Man, I'm a boiler, a boiler.
1: I'm a boilermaker.
0: <laughs> I think.
1: Okay. Thank you for asking that question. Boiler up. You went to uh, speaking of Big All Ten, right. you went to University of Minnesota.
0: Yes, I did. Golden Gopher. Golden Gopher, baby. You
1: got taught a quick lesson when you rolled into college, didn't you? A quick lesson from was it Richard?
0: Did he, Richard Coffey, man. I was humbled right away. He he taught you a he taught yeah, you a humbling school.
1: lesson right away, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we all show up a high school basketball star, and I guess I didn't quite realize that high school was over until <laughs> I met Richard Coffey, our first practice. But <laughs> I survived it, but that freshman year was very humbling to say the least. <laughs> but hey, that's actually a
1: part of this whole next level mindset. And then part of what we'll talk about too is crossing that line of confidence. You know, and I think that's where that's gonna really play come into play. But I gotta ask that's you right. a couple more things because I got you on here, man. Now yes. now I, you know, being from uh, Indiana, you know, and at that point in time, now when you went when you went into the NBA, I believe it was if ninety-two to ninety that uh, ninety ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, ninety five, like that was kind of your era, right?
0: Yes, it was. And, yes.
1: and you're, a, you're a shooting guard. And, and now in 94, you were on the Jazz, right? So you're with the Mailman, Stockton, Hornacek, like all those guys? Yes, I was. So now, I hope you agree with me. In my opinion, those playoffs times were the best basketball in the NBA. I believe in the history of NBA basketball, at least from my from my perspective. Me being a Pacers guy, watching the Pacers Knicks getting after it. With Michael Jordan's in there playing. You got the Houston. You had um, you, Utah because you in '94. I believe the Jazz went to the Western Conference Finals. The Pacers went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Except you guys lost to the Rockets, and we lost to the damn Knicks. Yeah, you
0: know, Chris, basketball was was amazing back then. You know, I'm a guy that I give every generation their respect, right? And so, you know, sometimes my son tries to, you know, criticize my era of music, you know, when <laughs> hip hop was born. I'm like, look, if it wasn't for my generation, these young rap artists wouldn't have a career. And they wouldn't be who they were. So with that being said, I think the same thing around basketball. You know, I go all the way back to Bob Cousy, right? George Mikan. you know, they laid a foundation. They wore Chuck Taylor's. Right, and so the game wasn't as athletic then, but they were basketball players, and now you know we've kind of infused athleticism into basketball, but you still need to be a good basketball player. That's why I respect those ages, those generations, and just like evolution, we're supposed to get better, we're supposed to get more athletic. podcasts are supposed to get better, right? right? and so you know we 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 thirty years from now, you know, my grandson's gonna be criticizing my son's music, <laughs> right that's how. Life is. But my generation of basketball did lay an amazing foundation for the NBA. Amen. When you got Michael Jordan, you got Isaiah Thomas, you know, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, you know, that was a foundational period where I think basketball became elite. I think that's when basketball started to become America's sport. You know, we talk about baseball, but honestly, back in those 80s, early 90s, I think basketball began to slowly take over for baseball.
1: Totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you, you listen. I mean, I'm from Indiana. I went to Indiana State University. Man, I love my Boilermakers. But you know who's from Indiana State? The pride, the the real state
0: bird of Indiana, Larry Bird. They called the hit from French Lick. That's right. And hit- I have been to French Lick. <laughs> um, I've spoken there a couple of times. Uh, Two wonderful resorts. And so I'm dangerous, man. I can <laughs> I can talk a little bit about everything. And uh but if you're from Indiana State, you can't claim Purdue. Listen,
1: man, I wanted to go to Purdue, but I was an athlete as well. So I went on a scholarship. So like, what are you gonna do? You know, I mean, I'm a little country boy. We didn't have we didn't have a whole lot of money, so I made sure I took that that scholarship and ran with it. But man, I wanted to be a boilermaker so bad. If they just made me an offer, if I'd just been good enough, I could have been a boilermaker.
0: Dang it. Well, you know what, you got a free education, you know, you got a chance to play Division One sports, you know, my hat's off to you.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, listen, I got to ask this last question and we'll get into it because our listeners are going to want me to get into it. But, I mean, you got to play against uh, arguably the greatest player to play the game, Michael Jordan. Man, how was that? Like going when you, I mean, do you, get, do you ever reflect back on that now and just think about some of those moments? Like I know I saw one video too where you you know, took a step in, you know, and then you pulled back, made that shot, boom, over Jordan. You got him.
0: Yes, all, you got it. all over the internet, all the abuse <laughs> I gave Michael Jordan. Uh, you know, seriously, you know, honestly, when you're a former NBA ball player, you know, you're not in awe of anybody. You know, you respect your competition, just like I respect Michael Jordan, but you weren't in awe of him as a fan, right? And um, and if I was, I'm not worthy to play in NBA. <laughs> Obviously, Jordan's the greatest of all time. Uh, LeBron's pretty amazing, too. Yep. I don't know why we can't put them both on that pedestal. But, you know, the play against Michael Jordan for me was a confirmation I was legit. Yeah. You know, that's what that meant to me. I wasn't so much in awe of him. You know, it was just confirmation like, wow, I made it. Like, I'm in the NBA because here's Mike right here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I just scored on Mike. You know, <laughs> so for me, it was validation. You know, I bounced around. You know, I got cut, you know, I was in and out of the NBA, but it was validation that I I actually achieved something that was next level. I got a chance to achieve something that was a dream, right? And so when I think about what Michael Jordan represented to me, it wasn't that I was in awe of him. It just represented that I got a chance to touch the pinnacle of basketball, which I dreamt about when I was eight years old.
1: I love that. So that's actually a great segue because I want to talk about dreams. Because I remember watching a uh, at this point in time because I listened to so much audio and consumed so much of your content <laughs> that I don't remember if it was audio, if it was a video, or what it was. But you were given to talk about dreams and how much of a gift it is to be able to dream and accomplish dreams. Um, but rather than me share that story, what do you? What can you tell our listeners uh, about having dreams? And what to do with those dreams?
0: You know, Chris, that's a great question. And the truth is, we all dream, right? It's it's a gift from God. You know, nobody went to the um, third grade and stood in front of their class and said, hey, I'm going to be average, right? No, we stood up in the third grade and said, hey, we're going to be doctors. We're going to be lawyers. We're going to be hockey players. We're going to be professional athletes. In the third grade, man, we were fearless and we dreamt big. But what happens? Reality begins. when people start recalibrating. People start giving up on it and start justifying and reconciling. And the truth is, you know, life is a journey. There's going to be some ups and downs, but it's no excuse to give up on your dream. You know, and, and a lot of times what I've seen, Chris, and what I've helped my clients with is don't disqualify yourself. You know, as long as you don't disqualify yourself, you have a shot. But it happens every day. Most professionals I run, in, run into are underperforming. Most professionals I run into have not even scratched the surface of what peak performance is all about because they just don't know what they don't know. So when I think about dreaming, I think about living your best life. You know, what? what is your best life? You know, my wife and I, we bought a boat yesterday. Why? Because we wanted the freaking boat. You know, it's not a boat. Yeah. Why? Because that's life. But you know, it all was connected to the dream, right? And so when I when I meet people and they sign up for our coaching programs and they join our masterminds, they get excited again and they realize, you know what? I can become a millionaire. You know, my wife and I we did it in like three years, right? And so. We were intentional about becoming millionaires. And so, you know, I I can go on and on, obviously. But honestly, when I think about dreaming, I really think about that thought you had in the third grade, in the fourth grade, before you got realistic and before you, you know, uh, um, didn't get your hopes up. You know, I hear parents say that all the time. You know, I don't want my kid to get their hopes up. All I got is (laughs) hope, right? All I had was hope. Why wouldn't you want to have your kids get their hopes up? But I don't want them to be disappointed. They don't have to be disappointed. We live in America, guys. And you know what the truth is? Now you have some international people tuned in, but here's the truth. You know, living in Florida, I mean, you got people dying trying to get here. Literally. yep, Hopping on little boats and rafts made out of uh, uh, mop buckets, and they tape them together with electrical tape and try and float all the way from Cuba, you know, to America, all the way from Haiti to America, to get a chance to live their dream. Right. So for anybody that's in America, that is American, you know, I just came from Australia, so I love Australians too. But the truth is this is a great opportunity in a great country to be able to dream. And when I think about dreaming, it's your best life, the life you wanted to have when you were 10 years old.
1: And I love that. So, and it doesn't have to stop. Like you can, you can change that dream as you've accomplished different things or as you've changed as a human being, right? Like there's no saying like, Hey, I've, that thing can change or the way that you think that you want to go can maybe just be a different path to get there. So like, but you can't let go of the actual dream itself. That should be one of the drivers.
0: You know, when you give up on your dream to me, Chris, you give up a little bit of you. That's good. You know, you give up a piece of you. And then you just start kind of going through the motions. And then you start getting numb. You know, look at the, the the world we live in. You know, a lot of alcoholism, a lot of drug abuse. People are running to the doctors and being diagnosed with anxiety and depression and, you know, bipolar. There's just a lot going on because I think people aren't at peace. You know, I think if people aren't calm and settled, you know what? My father taught me something years ago when I was about to give up on my NBA dream. And this is what he said to me, Chris. He says, man, you got to go for it because you don't want to live life with regrets. You know, you really look at our society and some of the mental health challenges we have and some of the people just exploding with anger and and, and these mass shootings. Yep. People are just angry and frustrated and mad and, and sad. And who are you mad at? Now, who are you angry with? You know, who are you frustrated by? And in many cases, it's themselves because they have regrets. They didn't go for that job that they really wanted. They didn't go for that career they really wanted. They didn't go for that, 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 that entrepreneur house they really wanted. And my father taught me that in a young age. He was like, man, go for it, man. If you go for it and don't achieve it, at least you know you tried and you just weren't good enough. But if you don't go for it, you may live with that regret the rest of your life. Yeah, no, thank you. That makes so much sense to me. And I went after a dream. But here's the good news. Now, my whole business is helping others live their dream. You know, because in my 20 years on the way to the NBA, I was doing research. I was literally doing research on what is required to be elite, what is required for people to live their dreams. And all of our clients that give us a shot, that believe in themselves and commit to it, they get the results. You know, we had one guy in our coaching program named Bill Rezik, He heard me speak. And when he got done, I challenge the audience, you know, do you believe you're meant for more? That's really the question. You know, do you believe you're meant for more? If you don't believe you're meant for more, you're going to get complacent. But if you believe you're meant for more, you're going to keep driving. You're going to keep pursuing. And as Bill Resnick came to me, he says, man, I believe I am meant for more. He joined our coaching program. We worked with him for 12 months, and he doubled his salary in 12 months. Nice. And then now he's an executive and he just hired me to speak for his company. He went from me from just being an employee to now he's an executive and he has the ability to hire me and pay my full keynote fee. So I've seen the evolution of someone who was who had a dream to be an executive, gave up on it, but gave themselves one more chance. And we were right there to hold his hand through the process. We coached him, we got him equipped. He changed his mindset and now Bill is big time. Now he's an executive.
1: See what I love about that is well, one, that's a cool like, like full on case study for you because you took him from just believing that he was meant for more, which I think has got to be step one, right? Like you got to believe that you're meant for more to be able to take that next step. But then the other missing ingredient is maybe some of these people just don't have the tools to become more, you know, even after that, I think a lot don't, which is what you're able to provide to help him get to that executive level. And, and part of this is, um, and I was just having this conversation cause we were talking pre podcast about my daughter in sports and like her having to go into physical therapy and like there's a shift in mindset that has to happen there because now you're not actually on the field executing. Now you have to execute on making yourself healthy and great again, but, to, but you have to do it and be okay with, you just gotta have patience. And, uh, I think a lot of people lack patience, But you have to change – she has to change her frame, like, her frame of mind to start to think through, okay, now i got to work just on me and just know that all the soccer is going on out here and I can't play just yet, but i got to get myself right. Like, there's a shift in mindset that has to happen there when you get injured. Like, you know, here in Arizona, we lost Kyler Murray, you know, as our quarterback, and so it's looking like he's going to have, you know, eight months of recovery here before he's back on the field. So, like, somewhere in that range – but like that's a shift in mindset right like but that's what i want to talk about is i am b- such a big believer in you are what you think you are and you can be what you think you can become if you truly believe it like you're not just saying that so you you had did a whole thing on this next level mindset and and where I first heard you speak, Walter, was my wife was listening to your podcast. We were driving up to our cabin. This happens to me often because I don't get to watch a lot of TV or nothing like that. I'm usually typically working on just myself or like things I want, I'm want. i interested in, which is business and success stories and motivation and things like that. And I heard a, a, a podcast that you were doing on next level mindset. So I'm sure you know it because you've done it a few times. You probably talked about this a few times, but there's always got to be a next level no matter where you're at. And I think one of them, I think in this one in reference, you might've been talking to some high school kids or something along those lines, but you talked about next level mindset and, and it is a cliche word, you know, to some But to you, it's something real and there's an actionable items behind it. Like, tell our audience what you talk about, because you've done so many keynotes and things like this, too, on what next level mindset is to Walter Bond.
0: You know, if you really think about it, you know, how we think is just like the engine in our car. Right. And the better we think, the more powerful we are. You know, the more powerful an engine is, the more expensive the car. The same thing is true for humans. The more powerful our thought process is, the more value we create. So the first thing we have to really talk about before you get into the fundamentals is what I learned on my research going to the NBA. Here's the first thing, Chris, and I want everybody to take out some notes and listen. It is impossible to reach your potential without a coach. Absolutely impossible. That's the first thing I learned on my way to the NBA. I was very fortunate to have incredible high school coaches. Uh, My high school coach was fantastic. I had two high school coaches. One was Harvey Hartenstein, who's a legend in Chicago, won a state championship. My other coach when I transferred high schools was a guy named Donald Russell, Cassie Russell's brother, who's a legend, right? So I had two really good high school coaches. Then I played at the University of Minnesota. I had an amazing college basketball coach, former NBA player himself, coached in the Olympics. Coach to the World Games. I mean, that guy could coach. Clem Haskins was a great coach. And then I played for the legendary uh, Jerry Sloan with the Utah Jazz. So here's what we all have to understand. There's a formula for peak performance. If you think about school, we had coaches. We had an English coach. We had a chemistry coach. We had an algebra coach, right? You had a wrestling coach. Our high schools were loaded with coaches. And the kids who got straight A's, Guess what? They were coachable and they listened to their coaches. The kids who flunked out of chemistry and flunked out of algebra did not listen to their coaches. And so the first thing everyone needs to understand is that for any of us, me included, for us to reach our potential, the first thing that has to happen is that you got to have a coach. Let's think about it deeper. Every legendary athlete is always connected to a legendary coach. It's good. Is there a Bill Belichick without a Tom Brady? Is there a Tom Brady without a Bill Belichick? Is there a Michael Jordan without Phil Jackson? Right? We can go on and on. But watch what happens to Tiger Woods. That's right. He's the greatest golfer of all time. He's on pace to obliterate all the record books. Then he lost two important support systems. He lost his dad, who was his primary support and coach. And then he fired his legendary coach, Butch Harmon.
1: That's right.
0: And many believe that he's not been the same since he lost Butch Harmon, and secondarily, he lost his father. So I don't care how talented you are. I don't know how good you are. Remember when Michael Jordan lost his dad, he started playing baseball. That's right, yeah. Right? The greatest basketball player of all time was dependent on his coach, not just Phil Jackson, but his father. And when he lost and he fell apart, yeah, Michael Jordan, mentally tough guy. Fell apart, Tiger Woods, fell apart. apart. Tiger Woods is still trying to land on his feet. So I'm really trying to really prove the point to all of us. This is what I learned on my research, and I hope everybody's listening to me clearly. It is impossible to reach your potential without a coach. Here's what happens. We become adults. And all of a sudden, I don't need anybody. All of a sudden, I'm going to do it on my own. You might be running a plumbing company. You might be running an HVAC company. And all of a sudden, you're just out here by yourself. Limited to how you think, limited to how you respond, limited to your own ability to build. And you're smart, so you can get so far. But let me tell you something, that next level we're going to talk about right now, Chris, is required for you to have a coach. I could not have made it to the NBA without my high school coach, my college coach. They were part of my development. So right now I have coaches, right? I got I got two coaches right now in my life. I got a conditioning coach who makes sure I work out. I pay him to make sure I work out. And <laughs> the other day, my wife says, wow, you're looking good. Your clothes are getting better. <laughs> hey, coach, <laughs> when you play professional sports, there's a dedicated strength and conditioning coach. When you play college sports, there's a dedicated coaching who's only interested in strength and conditioning. That's why the body is transformed. That's where you get the six pack abs. You know, that's where you do the curls for the girls. <laughs> coaching my basketball coach didn't know how to get me in that kind of shape but my strength strength and conditioning coach would so i can go on and on just on the first thing i learned about being a peak performer is coaching the second thing i learned is that great coaches have a system jenny craig that's a system right uh uh, uh, um, um um dr atkins that's a system Phil Jackson had a triangle offense. That's a system. Stephen Covey, seven habits. That's a system. So we created a system. Why? Because we're coaches. And in our next level system, the first thing we work on, Chris, is the mindset. That's the first thing we work on. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. The first thing, we got to work on your mind. Our biggest client right now is Jersey Mike Subs. Man, let me tell you something. We've been working with them for five years, and I know this works for individuals, and I know it works for organizations. When I met the founder and CEO, Peter Cancro, he said to me, Walter, I want you to be my voice. So for the last five and six years, he's allowed me to be his voice, and we've been working with the area directors. We've been working with the franchisees. We've been working with the supervisors on their mindset. Good. And I was able to tell them recently, we're going to kick some subway buttons. And, man, they just went nuts. Why? Because that's the mindset. I'm an athlete. We compete. That's right. You know, we we predicted who's going to win a championship based on who's on the team. The Bulls are going to win. Why? Because Michael Jordan's on the team. New England's probably going to win. Why? Because Tom Brady's on the team. Well, Jersey Mike Sub is going to win. Why? Because I'm on the team. That's right. Get it, And you're on the team, right? (laughs) This podcast is going to win. Why? Because Chris, you're on the team. Uh, I love it. And since you're on the team, you're going to win. So you got to have a coach. And a great coach has a system. And our system that we take people through is amazing. And when we spit them out at the end, they've been transformed into something very, very different. And that's what's going to attract your different results. So if you don't transform yourself, You're not going to get different results because you're going to keep responding the same way. As we mature and grow, we respond differently, and then that's when we get different results. Imagine if you responded differently to every customer. Imagine if you respond differently to every employee. Imagine if you responded better, differently to unhappy uh, customers. Let me tell you something crazy that happened to me this week. And some of these vendors that come to my house have no idea I'm a business coach. How about my fertilizer guy? He comes by, he sprays my yard, he sprays my trees, and he goes, "All right, one hundred and fifty. I see you in, in, in uh, uh, every other month." Okay, cool. <laughs> so i was going to go by. I'll see him. I call him because one of my fruit trees is looking bad. I call him and he says, "Oh, I'm so sorry. My wife didn't put you blamed his wife. Like my <laughs> wife didn't put you in the system, and I forgot to come by. And this treatment's going to be for free." I don't need all the excuses. I just would appreciate you saying, my bad, and just take care of my yard. Right? Yep. How about right. he sprays my trees. One of the trees died. Dude didn't come back. I called him yesterday. He comes back. I said, my man, my tree's dead. Didn't say anything. Treated my yard. Sent me a bill for $150. And then sent me a survey. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then sent me a customer satisfaction survey. I'm like, one, you haven't been showing up consistently. Two, you killed my tree. Why in the hell would you (laughs) hand me a customer satisfaction survey? Love, you got one. So sometimes small business owners themselves need to be coached. (laughs) Because they do dumb stuff. (laughs) I do dumb stuff, and that's what my coach coached me. My business coach tells me when I do dumb stuff, and he coaches me. My strength and conditioning coach, he, t- he lets me know when I do dumb stuff. They're experts, right? So we built a company where we're experts in people performance. And so any small business owner, let me be clear, you better get you a coach. <laughs> and and say something. We coach all day, and we get some results for our clients, and they tell us, man, Walter, you changed my life. That's what I'm supposed to do because yeah. my, ba- my college basketball coach changed my life. My high school basketball coach changed my life. My whole intention as a business coach is to change people's lives.
1: That's the purpose All of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Love it. Well, I want to, this is actually really great because I want to, I want to talk about when you come out of like, this is something I think I've been guilty of. And and as we've grown I mean, I've been in business for 15 years and you hear John Maxwell talking about lifting your lid and things like that. And, you know, you're, I, I tell all the employees, Every year you know every time this company gets bigger, it's a size company I've never run before, but I'm still constantly trying to to learn and understand well, it's easy to get into the all the things we have to do I have to do as a CEO or as a podcast host and juggle all these things, and then forget to work on myself, not because I don't want to, it's just I'm so focused on all the other things to help this the, our employees to help the business grow, to help the podcast you know reach more listeners, all these things that I forget to work on me. And I'm an athlete too. Like I have some pretty influential people in my life all the way up, but I forgot to start to work on me again. Now, in a sense, you could say, because I do this podcast every single week, I get weekly education, but there's no accountability afterwards. I'm not accountable to anyone other than myself, my employees, my wife, who's our COO, but I need more. I know I need more because I focus better when I've not only have that next level mindset, but I have a plan in place and I have somebody holding me accountable for it. So when somebody rolls out of like of, of working with with you guys who've done it for, what, 20 some odd years or whatever it is of working with companies, you talk about Jersey Mike's. Here's something that I experienced, and, you, and I'm sure you hear the same thing because I've heard you talk about this, is in the HVAC plumbing and electrical industry, social media has allowed us to kind of really put out whatever, you know, perception of your life, your business is – and sometimes with that, with a lot of the success comes a little bit of arrogance, right? Or, or, and it's maybe misguided arrogance because you don't know how to actually handle it, but you want to brag about your stuff. So you go through this, you get a coach, you come out the other side and things are running really good, but there's that line, right? There's that line that you can cross of confidence and you've talked about this. So what does it mean when you talk about crossing the line of confidence?
0: You know, To be successful in any endeavor, you got to be confident. And I believe confidence is arrogance under control. Ooh, say it again. Confidence is what? It's arrogance under control. That's all it is. Because the moment you become arrogant, that's when you stop growing. That's when you stop developing. That's when you stop pushing yourself and get comfortable, right? So I want you to be confident. But don't you ever be arrogant because you think you have a ride. Here's here's what's crazy about small business owners. And I'm talking to my people right now because I am a small business owner. For many reasons, sometimes people think I'm killing the game because I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life. Right. And as soon as they pass that threshold, they're comfortable and in Africa, they have some like a little mini empire or something. And, and, and let me let me bring some context to it. You know, there was a Roman Empire. Okay, there was a Greek Empire. There was an Ottoman Empire, but they all collapsed. There used to be an empire called Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't find a Blackberry phone. So why would you start making 250 grand or half million dollars? Or even a million bucks, and act like you built some empire. Do you know how quickly that can crash. You know, quickly that can fall apart. Kunta taught us all that man, your little empire can fall apart at any freaking moment. Yeah. And it's not an empire where you could only take care of you and your family. That's true. Oh, oh, okay, okay, you got you, your family, and one cousin. You got, you get your one little favorite cousin, and you can and, and man an empire in my mind. You're not taking care of just your family. You can take care of your extended family. You can take care of your neighborhood. You can take care of your city. Oh, You can take care of your state. We get emails from from people in Africa who want water wells. That's the kind of empire I'm talking about. I want to build an empire so big that I can take care of my family for future generations, right, but also can reach out into the world and be a resource to the world. So when I deal with small business owners, Man, you make a little bit of money. That's not an empire, dude. (laughs) Just because you're making your mortgage checks and and, and you can make your your, car note payments and, 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 and you got your kids in private school. It's not an empire. And even if you do have a little bit of money, empires can fall at any moment. So it's so important for us to keep our foot on the gas. It's so important for us to grow these businesses in such a way that it can live on beyond you. Because if your business can't live on beyond you, it wasn't really a business. You just made money. See, there's a difference between having a business and building it and making money. So many of our clients come in making money, but then we teach them how to build a business. A business has equity you can sell. A business has a culture that you can transfer to the next generation. Well, it fell apart as soon as the dead. No, no, no. you You didn't build anything you do not build anything if it falls apart as soon as you get sick it falls apart as soon as you don't go to work man you know ford motor company that's an empire cuz that original ford is dead dead he gone <laughs> so so we got a lot of work to do and that's what coaching is so important because you have to be able to think like a true ceo you know not just the person who likes working on air conditioning and you hang out with your buddies That is so common. That's not really a business to me. You gotta run a business. In fact, if you're still fixing the AC yourself, you don't have a business at all. You're just making money. You just bought yourself a job, right? And so when I think about business, most of my small business owners are very, very comfortable with me because when I stopped playing ball, I had never had a job in my life. So I can relate with someone who's starting a business out their trunk. Right? Yep. I'm global now, but I can relate to someone who started a business out their bedroom, mixing their business account with their personal account. <laughs> That's, That's right. right. whatever you know, we started this business from scratch and now I sit on corporate boards. But let me tell you something, coaching, man. When I left sports and got into business, I got coaching. All my coaches had systems, but I had to commit. For me to play in the NBA, I had to commit through the broken feet, through the through sitting on the bench, through, through all the getting cut. I had to get committed and stay committed. And total immersion, okay, is the only way I made it to the NBA. I was immersed in basketball for 15 years. And then I made it to the NBA. I've been totally immersed in the training and development industry. And then I became worthy to become a coach. It didn't happen from day one. Once I started getting results, once I got into the Hall of Fame, once I'm starting to get my clients uh, 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 results, we have a casino in Oklahoma. We helped them land the highest customer satisfaction survey ever. And all we did was teach them my system. And all we did was teach them my mindset. Right. And so, I, I, I mean, I, I'm so fired up. I don't <laughs> hate to be too fired up for you. But, but the truth is, I, and, and I want to get into these seven fundamentals that we teach if we can. Uh, we can't go too deep into them. No. But the truth is, in basketball, you had to get fundamentally sound, right? dribbling, shooting, rebounding, playing defense. The same thing is true in business. If you're not fundamentally sound in business, forget about it. If you're not fundamentally sound in business, you will never reach your potential. You should be fundamentally sound in marketing. You should be fundamentally sound in selling. You should be fundamentally sound in leadership. You should be fundamentally sound in culture building. You should be fundamentally sound and become an impact player, an expert in whatever service you provide. You know, and if you're not an expert in the service you provide, you got work to do. But let me me give you an example, too. And I know you're a basketball guy, and Chris, you get this. When a basketball player is not fundamentally sound, no matter how talented they are, they nosedive and they turn about 30 years old because you lose a little bit of explosiveness, you lose a little bit of quickness. And I see tons of athletes who are rocking and rolling until they turn 30. And if they're not fundamentally sound, they're almost done because they totally depended on athletic ability and never became a fundamentally sound basketball player. Let's talk about business. Your company will never be stable until you, the owner, the CEO, becomes fundamentally sound in all the fundamentals of business. Now, once you become fundamentally sound in all the fundamentals of business, that's when you can act a fool in business. That's <laughs> when you can destroy the competition. That's when you answer the phone and just take orders. So when we get our hands on the client, we start working them through our system of fundamentals. And by the time they master all seven, they've been totally transformed into a different person.
1: And, but this is the opportunity for you to get a coach, to help you work through those things, to know how to become fundamentally sound. Like, and, and a lot of times it could be where you already know what they are. It's just actually doing them and then doing them consistently. Um, so one thing that you said that I thought was amazing is confidence is arrogance under control. I mean, um, I, I'm, you well, because we're both athletes um, or at least former athletes. One thing we gotta do is just think like I had to make sure that I I felt like I was always the best. Even though there's plenty of times when I wasn't the best. I always thought I was the best or becoming trying to become the best. I'm a competitor. I want to compete. Um but you wrote this book, I think it was your th- was Swim your third book?
0: That was my third book, yes.
1: Third book. And and it talks about. <clears throat> Attack mode. So, so I wanted to hit on first this whole cross line of confidence. You know, was you could have some success, but you need to make sure that you don't mix confidence with arrogance, right? And and putting out there something that you're not. And and it could just be on you don't know how to handle having that level of of success. But this is where coaches matter. But but be confident. You got to be confident, and you got to want to win. You got to want to compete. At least for me, I got to want to compete. So when I listened to uh, this book swim that you put out, like a piece of some of the, of some of the things that you talked about, about swim in this attack mode thing about the shark, uh, which is right there in your background. It's the whole shark mindset thing that you you have as well. Um, what is this attack mode that you're referring to? Um, it was going to resonate with everyone that's on here who wants to be best or better in their space in their markets um, for their employees, for their families. Um, Cause this attack, this attack mode I think is applicable across all those things. So maybe t- share with our listeners about uh, about that whole attack mode that you talked about in SWIM.
0: Well, you know, Chris, the, the, the book SWIM is flying off the shelf. In fact, it, it was so successful that the publisher committed to our next three books. And here's why it's successful. It teaches two things. It teaches amazing leadership principles, but it also teaches the fundamentals for an individual to become a peak performer, and we use a shark. Why? Because sharks run the ocean. They are bosses because they move different than other fishes. LeBron moves different. Okay, you, you can you can like them, you can hate them. Serena Williams moved different. Jay Z, whoever you whoever your favorite, you know, of uh, uh, country western things. It, it don't matter whoever your favorite person is. They just move different than everybody else in their industry. And that's what we talk about. It. And that's where they're at the peak. So we use the shark as the metaphor to teach this principle on how we should all move differently. And when I think about attack mode, it's very simple. Sharks are very strategic. And here's the truth. People think sharks are some savage creature. Man, they don't want to eat us because we're nasty. They normally bite us. And they spit us out because they don't want to eat us. They want to eat salty stuff. They want to eat fishy stuff. But they're curious enough to take a bite. That's what you hear about shark bites. And you will never hear about someone getting eaten by a shark because they won't eat us because that's not who we, that that we're not who they want. Which means they're looking for opportunities. They're discerning. And then they strike. Do they make mistakes? Of course. We hear it all the time. There was this person bit by a shark in New Jersey. Someone got bit bit by a shark in Australia. The shark made a mistake because we're not who they want. They want to eat sea lions. They want to eat turtles. They want to eat what they eat and it's not us. So sharks are always looking for opportunities. They're discerning and then they strike. So for example, let me mess your head up. One of our strategies in our coaching program for business owners is knowing who your A customer is. Looks up the small business owners, and I started asking about their A customer, and they look at me with this blank, blank stare like, wait a minute, they, they just want some customers. You gotta be strategic, you gotta be focused. Who's your A customer? An A customer has the resources, an A customer is gonna give you referrals, an uh, 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 A customer is gonna give you repeat business. My God, you gotta look and spend your time, your money, your energy on the A customer. So think about all this money people spend on marketing and they don't even have an idea of who their A customer is. That's too expensive. So one of the mindsets of a shark, they're very strategic on what they eat. They're very strategic on who they attack. They're constantly looking. They're constantly surveying the atmosphere. And they're pretty spot on. Once they see what they want, they're going to get it. So you need to see that same, the same thing in your marketing. Like who's your A customer? Jersey Mike's is an A customer for me. My God, if I could have ten of those, oh my! I mean, you know, they're they're A plus plus, right? Yep. And we've had some through the years, right? We've had big casinos. A customers. We have the International Franchise Association. A customers and a customer is someone who has your resources, right? They're going to give you repeat business, and they're going to refer you again and again and again. We got some other things that we teach, but a small business owner, you got to spend some time with a coach like me, and discover who's your a customer and how do we find your a customer, right? How do we get the the testimonial from your a customer? You know what? If you spend all your day looking for A customers, we're going to take the Bs. We're going to take the Cs. But don't spend your time and money and resources looking for Bs and Cs and Ds. We spend all of our time, our money, and our resources looking for your A customer, and then we'll fall back into our B and C customer. To play in the NBA, uh, uh, Chris, I had to be positioned right. I I had to manage my career. I started in the park. I started playing in my boys' backyards. And then I had to position myself. And my whole journey to the NBA was about positioning, was about coaching, was about strategy. And let me tell you something, small business owners just want to work hard. What happened? Everybody works hard. How you work is what's going to make the difference. Everyone's swimming in that ocean, but the shark moves different. That's why they run the ocean. So when we get our hands on, on some of our clients, and, and I'll, give you, I'll give you one more case study for an individual. Jersey Mike's is kicking butt. I mean, they are kicking butt. We're going to open up 300 stores this year long. Through COVID, they were kicking butt. Why? I've been working with them for five years, and since I'm on a team, and since they're on the team, we're going to kick some butt. But here, here's the truth. Man, I lost my train of thought. What we
1: <laughs> talking about? No, we're talking about attack There's mode. Not,
0: I mean, I attack mode, sure. Huh? mode.
1: We're talking about attack mode. Your shark moves differently. And you were talking about how they're just w- one of the success stories that you've had, that you have a few others as well who oh, are in oh, attack yeah, mode.
0: Yeah, I, I was doing a keynote and there was a guy in uh, the audience uh, named Bill Rezick. And he sat there and heard my message. And he had seen me play basketball before. And when I got done, he was like, dude, I'm about to, I'm about to sign up for your coach program. I was like, what do you mean? He said, man, I actually watch you play basketball, but it's not even about basketball. I want you to help me professionally, because I believe I'm meant for more. And that was my challenge that day. Like, if you believe you're meant for more, come see me. Because if you believe you're meant for more, I'm, that's who I'm looking for. Because I'm strategic. I don't want to work with anybody. I don't want to work with someone who's who's lethargic and lazy and happy being average. Because you got a little two hundred fifty thousand dollar empire. That you're not for me. That's right. You know, you're looking for the A if customer. you making two fifty. Right, we make it a half million, but they believe they're meant for more. That's who I'm built for, right? And he was like, Man, I believe I'm meant for more. He joined our po- coaching program. We worked with him for 12 months. We took him through our system. Dude doubled his salary in 12 months. I mean, come on. Yeah. Think about it. And that and- is.
1: And what's interesting about that is that's your, that, that's your a customer. Cause you were talking a little bit about, about Bill earlier, and he's wanted to end up becoming an executive. So, so did he start out as like, so it must not just be like the value just can't be like the, the, the size of the business. There's gotta be more to what an a customer looks like. And obviously that might be different to, to anybody, but it's gotta be like, is the belief, you know, is the belief actually really there that they believe they want to be something more? I mean, when, when talking about an A customer, is there like something that's fundamentally like are characteristics of them that make them an A player? Do you like, you know, because some people will talk about it, but they won't be about it.
0: Well, you know, it, it, a lot of it has to do with vision, Chris, to be honest with you. And, and let, me, let me go back to basketball reference. You know, some people were happy playing on their high school team and never saw more. You know, I just want to make the high school team. That's what they want and that's what they got. Some guys were like, I I just want to play college ball. Okay. And you got the college ball. You're happy. You got what you wanted. I was the kid who I want to play in the NBA. That was the vision I had. So a lot of times it's relative to the person, right? And and I don't want to be disrespectful because $250,000 is a lot of money. For sure. Depending on the person, Uh right? For, For the average American, it's a whole lot of money, right? But for the people who want to be millionaires and multimillionaires, or someone who makes nothing and want to get to 250. That's fine. All I need is someone with vision. All I need is someone who's hungry. All I need is someone who's coachable and teachable. And all we need is someone who believes they're meant for more. And let me tell you something. That's what a coach wants. Right? That's what Bill Belichick wanted with time Brady. That's right. Man, if you're hungry, if you're willing to do the work, I can make you the greatest of all time. And we saw it happen. People don't understand early in Michael Jordan's career. He was seen as selfish, self-centered. He was a showboat. And Phil Jackson was like, look, man, I I I can get you out of here and get you some championships if you buy into my system. So coaches have systems. Man, they built a triangle offense. It was a perfect system for Michael Jordan. So i want to talk to my business owners right now. Who is your coach? Who's pushing you? Who's driving you? Who's speaking to you, right? Who's holding you accountable? But what systems are you running? What's your marketing system? We have something called the mouse trap. People don't know how to market. You know, to me, marketing is as simple as, dude, if you can't dribble, you can't play in NBA. Just that's it. If you cannot dribble, you can't play in NBA. That's primary. We learn how to dribble before we shot. And then you learn how to shoot. To me, in business, you better learn how to market. You better learn how to... Well, you know, I'm a really good plumber. No, that's, that's important... But you better learn how to market, and you better learn how to sell. I know tons of speakers who are mediocre, speakers. They can't do what I can do with a microphone, but they're incredible marketers. They're incredible at selling, and they make a great living, not because they're a great speaker or a great plumber or great at fixing HVAC machines or roofs. They make a whole lot of money because they're fundamentally sound in sales. They're fundamentally sound in marketing. And then they have so much resources, they go and hire good plumbers. They go and hire good roofers. And they go and hire because now I got the resources because I'm really a head coach. Now, think about this for a moment. And that's why I love that I came through the sports world first. A head coach is a general contractor, right? Typically, a good head coach is just like a general contractor. I know a little bit about the offense. I know a little bit about the defense. I know a little bit about the special teams. And, and I'm the general contractor in this locker room. And my job is to oversee this operation to make sure that we execute and make sure that we win. To me, when I think about a small business owner, there's so much growth, right? Right? Because you, you, you're really a worker who was who smart enough to put a little business behind you. But But it's, it's not there. I don't sports, dude. I, I couldn't even get a real job. <laughs> I was forced into entrepreneurism. But my wife and I figured it out. We've been coaching, getting coached. Let me me tell you something. I'm going to always have a coach. All my coaches always have proven systems. All I have to do is commit my time and some money and get immersed. And, man, I've never regretted a coach I've ever had. Going back to high school, going back to college, same philosophy. I had great coaches. They had systems. I had to commit to the work. I had to commit. Right. And then over time, I was transformed. We're bringing that same mentality to the business world. And for all of my guys and girls who were former athletes. Man, they love our culture programs <laughs> because it just makes so much sense. And they're going to get the results that they want. We, we had a water heater company out of California. When I mean, they were at seven million, they wanted to get to 10 million. And we've been working with them and working with them. And they can we need more help. We got to hire more people, man. We understand. And we went out and worked with them for about nine months, maybe it was a year deal. We got them to their result. And when we were all done, they realized they didn't need more people. They weren't fully utilizing the people they already had on staff. They had built out a whole training facility inside of their warehouse and they weren't training anybody. So all the employees were trained on all the different water heaters. And so they invested time. Everybody got their hour early. And so now all the employees are multidisciplined on all the water heaters. And all, instead of just, well, I do this one, I do electric, and I do <laughs> You got a training center. Let's have some practice. Let's blow the whistle. Let's get it. <laughs> and so we're, we're helping companies Achieve more just through some good old school coaching. Our systems, all I need is a business owner to commit and get immersed in our system and they'll get the results that they want. The fundamentals of business, leadership, culture building. Man, you can compete in your market and win and win big. Because all industries are lucrative. And if you win, you're going to win big.
1: So a question for you. And would you say, for the most part, age is irrelevant. When you get started, age is irrelevant.
0: Yes. I think, yes. Yeah. Man, I, we, I know some young franchisees in the Jersey Mike system, for example, 33 years old, they have nine locations at 33. I know some older guys who are 60 who have their hands full with one. Now, I say to myself, well, how does this young kid have nine locations and you have one, and you can't get past one mindset, capacity building, empowerment. I mean, it's like, but you sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And that's where coaching is so important. Coaches have seen it all, and they know how to reach you. Or so if you have the right coach.
1: That's right.
0: And, and, and All coaches aren't good. I get that. And all coaches aren't good for you. But if you get the right coach, man, I'm talking business, I'm talking sports. I mean, when we go to church on Sunday, the pastor is a spiritual coach, the rabbi, wherever you go. Yep. you None of us, man, will ever reach our potential in anything without having the right coach on that squad to make sure we win. Love it.
1: This is great. So I was, I was trying to tee you up for that part of it, like regardless of age, because we have such a wide range of listeners and and I, and I encourage, like, it's interesting to think I'm 43 today. And when I think back you know, to being a kid and thinking, man, my mom was 40. She was old. I'm looking at like, I'm 43. I don't feel old. I still feel like I'm in my 20s. Okay. Maybe like early 30s, but I don't feel like I'm 43 years old. And I feel like I don't act like I'm 43. And I surely don't think I look like I'm 43 years old. But right. that's my mindset, right? Like I feel like, man, I still got so much to go. And if I had to start a business again right now, I would say I'm more equipped to do it now than I wasn't because I know all the things today. And so it's a diff, I would just go about it differently. I understand. I need a coach. I understand. I need systems. I understand. I need accountability. I understand that. I, I understand the things more, but ages is irrelevant. Like at some point in time, I think you have to physically be able to do like to do the job um, or even be mentally prepared to do it. But for the most part, ages are relevant. Now, you talk about a few things, and because you have this, you know, you have such a big sports background, I don't want to um, open up anything that I'm not allowed That I'm not allowed to, but you have a new book coming out. Am I allowed to talk about the new book at all high level?
0: You are allowed to talk about the book. Um, you know, first of all, Swim, I think, is, is, is perfect for your group for one reason, because it's based on the HVAC company. And it's a great story. So I, I want to do a two-for-one plug if I can. Let's do it. Because we're, 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 the, the book was written with your kind of business in mind. Our second book is a little bit different. It's called Cultivate. The 6-9 Negotiables of a Winning Team. Think about it, Chris. life, I've been conditioned to think team, right? And when I left sports and got into the business environment, Everyone talks leadership. If you go to the bookstore, there's so many leadership books. And I thought about it. I was like, wait a minute. What is a leader's job? To build a team. So we set out to write a book, and it comes out in January, that's going to change the game. And we're going to own teamwork. Why? I'm a former NBA ball player. What? I got a chance to play in the NBA Western Conference Finals for a legendary coach. Carl Malone, John Stockton. And when I got into the business world, I began to realize people were here clueless, clueless on how to build a team, right? And they go home frustrated. They're criticizing their teammates to the wife. Everybody's an idiot but you. You know, we get a lot of that. Like, wait a minute, you're the coach, dude. You are the coach, right? And so Cultivate was really designed to empower a small business owner on how to build a team. And the six non-negotiables are exactly that. These different entities of how to operate your business are non-negotiable. And if you can execute these six non-negotiables, cultivate the six non-negotiables. Man, we got testimonials from Kevin McHale, a Boston Celtic uh um, legend. Oh yeah. Uh we got a, a endorsement from the founder of Jersey, Mike Subs. We're building teams, right? We got a, we, the, the the casino we work with out of Oklahoma. We got some other uh, Denny's. The CEO of Denny's. I mean, we got big companies and small professionals, you know, who, who buy into what we do, and, and the endorsements are just validation that we're really helping people. And so, cultivate is going to come out in January, and it's going to it's going to fly off the shelf. And our goal is to own teamwork. Because if you have one other person with you, you're a team. And most people, and, and we created a system for teamwork. So the book Cultivate is the book that's going to get people interested, and let, and they're going to find out that man Walter Bond and my wife's a co-author. He knows his stuff on team. I played on winning teams. I played on bad teams. I played on average teams. I played on great teams. Trust me, my I'm an expert on teamwork. So the book is kind of the beginning, but then we have a whole system on how to transform a building full of individuals into a high-performing team. Because we all know in the NCAA tournament, for example, we always see a less talented team beat one of the big teams. It's incredible. And we love it, the the bracket busters. And all that means is that per person, this is not a more talented team per man, but together, together, they won because they played together, right? And so that's why I love the NCAA basketball tournament. That's why I love sports, because sometimes it doesn't even matter who has the most talent. Whoever has the most talent, which is important, but plays together the best is who's going to be the champs. And here's my funny thought. In sports, we talk about winners. We talk about losers. But we rarely talk about champions. That's the one thing we talk about in our coaching programs, how to be a champ, man. Because if you become a champion in your industry, all your dreams are built into that. All the money's built into that. Your boat is built into that. Your house is built into that. Your wealth, your empire, your legacy. It's all built into that, right? Of becoming a champion. But becoming a champion starts with a coach. It starts with the system. You got to commit to being a champion. Tom Brady's committed. Michael Jordan's committed. Jersey Mike's is committed right it, 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 once you get committed man let me tell you something then it's just about getting immersed and then it's just a matter of time so you can either take the next 12 months and stay the same or you can invest the 12 next 12 months and become somebody different which one makes sense
1: yeah because you because if your competitor is going to stay stagnant why would you want to stay stagnant if and but somebody's somebody's always coming for you Always coming for you, right? So if you ain't getting better, you're getting worse. The old saying I used to say.
0: There we go. There we go.
1: I love well it. Well said. I love it. Well, thank you, man. I'm, I'm excited for it. Um, and, and listen, I, I have a uh, short attention span, so I have to read short, easy-to-read books um, that I can knock out on a few plane rides, and it seems like uh, this is going to be, like it, even with uh, Swim, another easy one that you can knock out, you know, and I like that kind of stuff because if I listen to audiobooks, Man, my brain wanders. Like, I'll start thinking about one thing you said, and I've taken it down a path. Next thing I know, the chapter's over. So I have to actually read the, the book and highlight yep. as I go.
0: <clears throat> but well, On the book industry, there's a big thing on word count, but, and it's all ego. You know, a lot of authors get excited about these really thick books, but nobody reads them, right? You know, I'm, I'm a down-over-earth practical guy. People are busy. So all of our books are going to be quick, easy to read, engaging with amazing stories, but the lesson is going to be obvious. and something that you can apply right away and get real results. And that's what I'm all about. You know, you're going to be a coach. You want to win.
1: Right? And that's
0: all I'm about. I I want people to win because we've been winning And now it's like, you know what, my purpose is to help other people win, especially small business owners.
1: Well, I love it. And so to all of our listeners, I mean, there's a there's a good chance. And I've heard so many success stories this year, even as recently as last night, a big group of a lot of companies that have grown and that feels good. But then, what? Like you got to keep going. And are you putting these systems in place? Do you have a coach? There's nothing there's nothing to be ashamed about by asking for help. I promise you that. Like you'll get further faster if you can ask for help and ask and get a coach to help hold you accountable as well. Um, and this is just another option. Like I said, this is one of these things where you know i I, Went from listening to so many motivational speakers. I think I, I told you, Walter, that, you know, I had a was grateful I had a partnership with a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk for three years, you know, and and that was great for me because he helped me lift my lid along. And just, with speaking, he's the one that actually pushed me to start the podcast. I've learned a lot from him in the marketing space and, and branding space. Um but get a coach, ask for help. This is another option for you to use because guess what? Sometimes you don't want to do the same thing that everybody else is doing. Use the same coaches everybody else is using. Like look outside the box, look for different perspective. Cause I heard you say, you got to find the right coach for you, the listener. So lots of good options. Just find one that's credible. And certainly Walter is one of those guys. So Walter, what I'd like to do, man, is if we could just end with maybe share with our listeners, just a few ways that they can either connect with you, your team. Obviously, Antoinette, I listened to her speak. She's sharp. She knows what's up. She <laughs> she really knows what's going on too. But you guys have a good program over there um, at the Bond Group. And and I want to make sure that you let our listeners know what are some of the different ways they connect with you um, to, to learn more about the options for them.
0: You know, I'm going I'm to make it real easy. And, and Chris, you're very perceptive. Uh, my wife runs our coaching program. Um, and we have different price points, right? Because everybody can't afford me um, to do some one on one coaching. So we have group options. Uh, we have other coaches that are more affordable teaching the same stuff, We're teaching the same systems, right? And so just like a football staff, right? You got a lot of coaches teaching the same system. And so you don't want me per se, you want the system. But if you want me, you got me. But it is what it is. Yeah. But Antoinette is, is, is my strategist, she's my accountability buddy. Uh, she makes sure that this business is coming and that people are really getting results. And, and, and that's important for us. So here's all you got to do if you want to, you know, take it that next step further, if it's logical for you, to say, hey, I like Walter. I love to coach him. I get coached by him and his squad. It's not even terribly expensive if you really think about what's at stake. All you have to do is email us. I'm gonna make it real easy for you. Info at Walterbond.com. Maybe we can put it in the chat. We will. Info at walterbond.com and just say in the subject, I need a freaking coach. Or maybe not that to say. <laughs> just say, I need a coach. I'm gonna put it in the chat. Info at walterbond.com and just put in the subject line, I need a coach. We'll we'll do a quick um, introductory conversation to make sure it's a good fit, to make sure that you fit into our A customer. Uh, category because I don't like wasting my time. That's right. And I don't like spending <laughs> people's money if they're not serious because honestly, it's not even about the money anymore. And we do so much corporate work, especially like a small business owner. Like, look, dude, I'm not trying to take food off your table. But if you believe you're meant for more, you're a customer. If you really believe that you're meant for more and you're hungry and you're willing to do the work, you're perfect for us. Okay. So we don't care if you're Jersey Mike's. We don't care if you slick Willie with one truck. It don't matter to us. We love coaching every level professional, every level business person. So info at WalterBond.com. And the subject is put, I need a coach. And man, that's all we do. If I'm not podcasting, if I'm not on the platform giving a keynote, we are coaching all day long and we love it.
1: I appreciate that. So yeah, we'll for sure to drop that into the content as well to make it simple for you guys as well, but please take advantage of it. Like, you know, I think that, I think that Walter knows how to put a, put a good team together. I think he knows how to motivate. I think he knows how to help you reach the dream that you've had or the dream that you, that you have had forever. I mean, um, or to help you understand like what's next for you, how to get there and how to bring everybody along with you. Um, great coaches, Good systems will take you far, but that number one thing I heard him say and right over again that that I think that you can do well and I know you can do regardless of where you're at, what your age is, any of those things, is you got to believe it first. You got to believe it with everything you got in you first. And I'm just going to throw this out there, Walter, because you talked about how you might not have a bunch of star players, but you got a team that can win because they're working as a team, I think that will be right now. My Purdue Boilermakers, number one, who don't have necessarily a standout player except for Zach Eady, but they're working together as a team, bunch of those young guys, but they are clicking, they're working together because they bought into the system and they believe in themselves. How about that?
0: You know what? I think you're onto something um, because your coach there, I recruited him to Minnesota. He actually came on a recruiting trip to Minnesota and he loves basketball. Uh, but he done a pretty good job at produce. You got to give Matt some love. We love Matt Painter,
1: for sure. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you so much. You gave me more time than I, than I asked for, and I'm grateful for that. So thank you, because I do believe that is our most valuable asset. And so I don't take that for granted. So I appreciate you, man. I, I thank you so much.
0: No problem, man. This is what I do. And uh, thank you for your time. And good luck with your podcast. Good luck with your business. Luck with your your stud daughter who's <laughs> an athlete, and just let her know, man. I broke my foot twice. I've had my teeth knocked out. I've had surgery on my knee. I've had cysts removed from my ankles. I mean, if you're going to be an athlete, unfortunately, injuries are part of the deal. And they just they just go with it. My little nephew, fourteen, just broke his arm, yeah. and he broke it bad to to the point the other kids ran were freaked out. They actually canceled the game. I mean, it was like a Joe Theismann kind of broken arm kind of situation. Yeah. But, hey, I, like injuries are part of this deal, you know, if you're going to be an athlete.
1: That's right. And so, like, I would re- re- used to relate to this. My We are talking about my daughter who's 16 who has a slip disc in her back, which is abnormal for that young of a girl who's a goalkeeper who has some coaches going to watch her, just getting ready to play a varsity game. But that's just like in business. We run into not necessarily injuries but roadblocks, hiccups, things that we don't know how to fix. Find a coach. Ask for help. Make sure you believe in yourself always. Okay. Don't, you know, let's talk let's start to find the things that are going right versus nitpicking the things that are going wrong. And let's focus on some of the wins that we've had. So get a good coach. Make sure you can follow some great systems. Be committed. Believe in yourself. And I want to finish with this. I always finish with the review. So Walter, if you could just indulge me for just a second, I want to finish with this one last review. And this is from Les It's five, five stars says lots of heavy hitters. Like my man Walter Baum, the other end of the line right now. Um, it says love this podcast because they bring lots of industry experts on to talk about their experiences, super insightful information. That's always really actionable. So less five, two, nine, nine, one. I appreciate you, my man, Walter. Thanks again, brother. God bless you. And I hope to God, I get to see you down the road on stage somewhere, speaking live and in person, my man.
0: Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Anytime. I
1: appreciate you. And listeners, listen, you gotta do everything you said, but you gotta do something. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.